the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 29 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm seven. All right. Well, we have a pretty pretty good show today. Uh, some more feedback, some news. Let's get into it. Let's start with some Star Wars-y stuff. Anna, yesterday, what book did you finish reading? Last Stars! All right, tell us tell us what your reaction was when you finished reading Lost Stars. My reaction was, Daddy, there's no sequel. <laughs> yes, you want there to be a sequel. Yes, very I do. badly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it leaves you wanting more. Is more gonna come out? Not that we know of. So Claudia Gray is writing. Um, Bloodline. I want to read it with you then, maybe. Oh, because you were thinking maybe you wanted to read it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah there's a like lot it. of swears, and I don't know, it's kind of romantic and stuff. There and is. it doesn't seem like, like, like reading out loud, it doesn't just seem like it would be something that you read out loud. Oh, well, I'm really good at editing on the fly, so I, <laughs> I could always change those swears, or I'd just read them. It's like not like you're going to repeat them. Word, oh, I don't say, think no, there's, there's any... No, there's no F word. No. It's just like the H word and the S word. <clears throat> sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's some there's some romantic situations. Um, you know, kissing, and more than yep. kissing. And, uh, you know, that's life. So I'm not too worried about you guys reading about that stuff, really. That's just stuff that happens. Um... And I think that it was written very respectfully. It wasn't written like um, to make it seem like a bad thing. It was it was good. And Liam, I think I would read it to you if you still want me to. But yes, yeah, so we we know there's no there's no sequel book announced. And honestly, I don't know what that book would be about. Really, I guess it could just follow them, you know, for the next thirty years. That'd be kind of cool. cool. Um, and we're trying not to give too many spoilers away here. But it does leave it, you know, it leaves it pretty open-ended. You don't know how it's all going to end up. I mean, it ends up a certain way, but it's not really a satisfying way. And you have to think there's going to be more, right? Mm -hmm. So Claudia Gray is writing Bloodline. New Republic Bloodline. Hopefully, my hope is that we're going to see some of these characters from Lost Stars make an appearance. And in seeing that, because this is the only takes place, what, six years before The Force Awakens, we will see kind of how their lives turned out a little bit, right? Do you think we'll see Nash? We might see... You don't want to see Nash, do you? No. <laughs> I don't. No idea. Na yeah. <laughs> sorry, Liam. And sorry to anyone who hasn't read the book. Oh, well, is Nash a bully? Probably. Mm. Yeah, I guess he becomes one. He doesn't start out as one, though. It's okay. Now I want to ask more. I know, I know. Well, we'll get into it more, maybe. If we don't read it, then I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you what happens, right? But, all right. And Liam, uh, you and I went to Barnes and Noble to look for. You are looking for a Ray plushie, like one of those little itty bitties. I think they're called itty bitty Ray plushie. Well, uh, she's cool. And of course, she wasn't there because. Yeah. We can't find her anywhere. We did see some pretty cool X-Wing expansions, 
and didn't buy any. We didn't buy any because you chose to get a Star Wars second grade level math workbook instead. And you paid four, and I paid five. Which reminds me that you still need to pay me that money. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you? So, what do you think of the book so far? Um, it's my level. It's your level? Mm-hmm. Good. It's It started off, you were able to do everything, and now you're challenged. But yes. that's what you wanted. I am very challenged, but... Good. We'll work through it. I can help you out, too. I can, too. And I can, too. So, yeah, those are, those are cool books. Um, they have a really good writing one that, honestly, like, I was looking through it. It was a second grade writing workbook. I could learn something from it. Like the way it's laid out, it helps you to understand how to write descriptively and it takes you kind of step by step. So never, it never feels like it's too much. But I think like once you're done with that workbook, it's a second grade workbook, but I feel like once you're done with that, you'll be able to, you know, sit down and write a a good story with nice descriptions and feelings and action and a beginning and a middle and an end is really cool. So I think maybe we should get that one next. I want to get the fourth grade one. Okay. Well, there's no fourth grade. I don't know if there is one. <laughs> I didn't see one there's there. There's third but... Is there third? Yeah. There's third. There's hard think... third. And I think that you could even benefit from the second grade one. Like I said, I could. So. Okay, then I'll take the third. <laughs> well, if they're... Okay. I started reading Battlefront Twilight Company. Got that from the library. This is the second time I got it. The first time I just couldn't... I didn't start reading it. I don't know. There must have been other stuff for me to read uh, that I was more excited about. But so far, so Twilight Company is, it's like military fiction. I mean, it's a lot uh, surrounded around battles and things like that. I didn't think that I would like it, but so far I'm really liking it. So hopefully it it keeps up and I I continue to like it. Uh, We also started watching the D-Squad arc of Clone Wars. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, yeah? You thought it was cool? I thought it was cool. Yeah, I guess. The first episode was kind of cool. (laughs) You're laughing, Liam. Why are you laughing? I just don't like the Colonel. Mm, You don't like Colonel Gascon. No. No? I think it's funny because that, um, because that, not Gonk, that Pit Droid keeps calling him, uh... Corporal or Commander or anything other than Colonel, right? And after this arc, uh... Darth Maul is going to stir some stuff up. Woohoo! Maybe a little scary. It's a little scary. It gets a little intense. Uh, some stuff happens. Okay, and then I'm not so excited. Yeah, I mean, we'll watch it, but it's... Dark? It's pretty dark. Then Ahsoka <laughs> on the run! And then it's the Ahsoka... Woo-hoo! Yeah! yeah. Oh, I love Ahsoka on, on the run! Okay, wow. There's a lot of cheering in this episode so far. I don't know why. It's good. It's I good just stuff. love okay. cheering. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to talk about Rogue One, um, but I'm not sure how to talk about it yet, really. And l- until we get like a teaser or more official images, I'm not sure what to really say about it. Um, we could speculate, but it would be uninformed speculation because we don't really have much to speculate on. Uh, I know that there are some like rumors, kind of spoilers, maybe more rumors out there, and I could base some speculation on that, but I don't really want to go find rumors. I'm not like as worried about being spoiled for Rogue One, because it's not like this brand new thing, like I know how it's going to end, basically. I know that 
They're going they get, to get the Death Star plans, you know. I mean, obviously, there's going to be new characters, and who knows whether or not they live or die, and, and, and who they end up deaths. being, and oh, I'm sure. Um, so, and also, Still you know, this is supposed to be like a war movie, so it's kind of weird for me and you, I think, because like it's it might not be really kid friendly. It might not be made for kids, which is kind of a bummer for you guys. I'm kind of a, honestly kind of a not bummer. too excited about this. I've said it before, I but I'm not. It's kind of a bummer for this podcast, too, because we're going to be talking about Rogue One. We'll go to it, although I'm going to go first, just to make sure. I might just go without you the first time. Yeah, and then... I might, I might. But you would never do that for the eighth movie. Oh, no, never, never. Unless it was, like, like above PG-13. Oh, if it was R? Yeah. Then I'd go without you and make sure it's okay for you to watch. Yeah. Yeah, wait. <laughs> what? So R is above PG-13? Above meaning, like, yeah. you should be PG older when you see it? PG-13, yeah. um, it's G, then PG, then PG-13, then T, then R. T? Yeah. What's T? For teens. teens. Oh, that's a video game rating. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a movie rating. That's a good point, though. PG-13 is basically the, the T of movies. Yeah. Uh, Liam, you had one more Star Warsy thing to talk about. What was that? Mommy um, gave me a new R2-D2 Star Wars cup. Mm-hmm. And because I lost mine. Yeah. And it was really cool. Yeah. I bring it to school. Mm-hmm. And when I drink out of it, I'm like, um, isn't water blue? Well, the cup's blue. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so the moral of the story is if you lose your cups, then you get new Star Wars cups. Yep. So always lose your cups. So always you lose your new cups. New Star Wars cups. Yep. Unless you already have Star Wars cup, of mm. course. Yeah, but if you want a new Star Wars cup, then just lose your cup. I guess. <laughs> oh, if you want a new one, just say, I want a new cup. This just isn't the best cup ever. And uh, you bury it in the dirt. All right. Well, with that, let's head on over to the news. Ridiculous. Like a dog, basically. Let's bury things in the dirt. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, The Force Awakens is getting a comic book adaptation. It's going to be written by Chuck Wendig, who, as we know, is also writing the Aftermath trilogy. Pretty cool. So we have the comic book adaptation for episode one, which is really fun to read, because that adaptation is written almost exactly like the movie. Like, when I read it, I can hear the movie in my head, because the lines are all exactly the same, and it, it moves in the same way, That's kind of exactly from scene what to I scene. Like. That's exactly what I like. I like it just exactly like the movie, yeah. except, like, in writing style yeah that's what i want so sure i sure. would be happy if it was for like so that you want too. the yeah. volume like you want to watch the, the movie but the volume to be all the way down and then you'll just look at the screen screen and you'll see the words oh you just want to read the movie on subtitles yeah, yeah. basically that's what you Except, want the comic book to be yes the basically. movie on subtitled subtitles yeah except i want it to be like with the pictures 
<laughs> That's awesome. Like, so it's exactly. just the so the only thing that you want the Star Wars: The Force Awakens comic adaptation to do is give you comic art of the scenes from the movie. Other than that, you want it to be exactly like the movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds kind of boring to me. I want really. I wanted to like add scenes. I wanted to to like add stuff that was maybe cut out. I wanted to canonize the fact that Leia sends her envoy to the New Republic to try to get them to take the First Order seriously. You know, I would love that scene in the comic so that we can consider that canon instead of a cut scene. I want. I want more. Do you think we're gonna get more? No. I don't Not know. much more, at least. You know, Chuck Wendig is kind of a maverick. He's kind of a guy who goes his own way. He's hilarious, too. Not not really appropriate for children, usually. <laughs> at least on Twitter. But uh, but he's he's the kind of guy who I could see, you know, trying some new stuff. And seeing if the story group lets him do it. So, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So, last week we talked about whether or not episode... Eight will start where Episode Seven left off because we saw that video that Star Wars released, right? The the video on Skellig Michael, the island. We saw Luke and we saw Ray, and we thought that'd be kind of cool if it picked up right where it left off. At least I thought that. Liam, you didn't want to see Ray being trained. Um, I thought no, it's the opposite. I want to see her being trained. You want to see her not by Luke though. Yeah. You don't want Luke to train her. Yeah, but I wanted to. I want to see like her um, with um, Luke's lightsaber fighting the, or with her own lightsaber. Maybe she makes that in the eighth movie, mm-hmm. and her with her own lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber fighting the bla- the little shock blast from the oh. um, ball. The little training that. balls. Yeah. Yeah. You do want to see that, but okay? I don't want to be see like Luke sitting down saying all like do this, do this. Like you don't want you don't want it to be like the way Yoda trained Luke. You don't want Luke to be yeah. raised yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Or yeah. Ben trained Luke. Or Ben, yeah. Ben. So someone had mentioned that it would be kind of a bummer if it picked up right where it left off, because then there would be nothing for the opening crawl to say. Because the opening crawl always kind of catches us up. Here's what's happened since the last movie ended. And I hadn't had time to look through all the opening crawls and kind of reacquaint myself with what they said exactly and whether or not that was true. But And I thought maybe it wasn't true, but I was wrong. Uh, after I read them all, I'm like, yeah, they all give new information. They all kind of like fill in the gap between the previous movie and the new movie. Um, so, so yeah, maybe there wouldn't be anything for the opening crawl to say. Maybe it would just be, like, a reminder of the third, I mean, the seventh. A reminder of what happened? Yeah, in the half-seventh. Maybe. But that would be kind of boring, too. No, like, the second half of the seventh. It just says what happened in the second half of the seventh movie? Yeah. Yeah, See, that's never happened, though. That's never been the case in the opening crawl. So... If there's not any new information, maybe there wouldn't be an opening crawl? I I have a question. Surely, maybe that scene isn't the beginning of the movie. Maybe they go back if they go to the rebel base, then they go back to there in the Mm. like far in the movie. Oh, Hmm. that doesn't need to be at the beginning of the movie. That's true, I guess. Um, But I can't imagine unless. Like you said a while ago, unless Luke just never takes the lightsaber and Ray just stands there for like three days holding it out. 
and then some stuff happens in between, and then we learn in the opening crawl what happened in between. <laughs> in the three days that Ray held out the lightsaber, this is what's happened. Uh, but honestly, like, what if there's no opening crawl? Would you guys be okay with that? No, uh, no you would I not would be. be so mad. Really? I don't care, really. Wow, so we got a traditionalist over here. Yeah, that would be very mad. Liam, you're the the new guard. You would not care. Honestly, I wouldn't really care. We got one at the beginning of episode seven. I don't need another one unless unless there is really important stuff to put in there. I don't know. Maybe they'll just have one at the beginning of each trilogy instead of at the beginning of each movie because I'm sure there's going to be another trilogy after this one. And then another one after that. Yeah. I think there's going to be 15. 15 trilogies. No. Well, what would they name all the trilogies? Movies. 15 movies. What would they name all the trilogies if there was 15 trilogies? Oh, wow. Like the the sequel, sequel <laughs> trilogy, the right? Sequel, sequel, sweet. No, they would have to, they'd have to come up with something new, right? Like maybe if this one wasn't called the sequel trilogy, maybe it could be called like the Kylo Ren trilogy, right? So like if there's a new villain for the next trilogy maybe that's what that trilogy will be called kind of like the way they did with the books like uh there was the thrawn trilogy right so it's the the book you know the trilogy has the name of the the main villain so i think they, that's what they'd probably end up doing hey, yeah or yeah. the sequel sequel and the sequel triple sequel triple all right sequel could you pull sequel what? Let's What's five? I don't know. Pen pentuple? <laughs> Pentacle? Pentuple? Pentuple? I think you call like five kids or pentuplets. Stay on target. Anyway, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah, the Canon News song. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, we're continuing to work our way through the visual dictionary. Today we're talking about Poe. Now, it says in the Visual Dictionary that Poe served as a squadron leader in the New Republic Defense Fleet, but was frustrated by the central government's failure to take the First Order threat seriously. Okay, so he, he was in the New Republic working in their defense fleet. So we talked about how the New Republic didn't really have a military, but they did have a defense fleet. So it's kind of like a military, but just they're only willing to attack if they've already been attacked, right? They're not they're not ready to go and fight the First Order first, right? And that's why Leia forms the Resistance, because she knows that the First Order is up to no good. She knows they need to be ready to, to strike before the First Order can strike, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting, because if you look at, like, how what Anakin said in Revenge of the Sith, if you're not with us, you're against us, right? Well, that was George Lucas criticizing George W. Bush, because that's something that George W. Bush said. If you're not with us, you're against us. And and uh, George W. Bush wanted to attack other countries because he thought they might attack us. Okay? So it's called a preemptive strike. They wouldn't. So I... Well, we don't know that they wouldn't, right? But some evidence was, was made up. They made up some evidence to say that we should go to war. Okay? It's been proven that it was made up. And then we went to war. Okay, so it's interesting that, like, Leia's kind of doing that, but she knows that the First Order actually is going to strike. I'm not sure exactly how she knows, but, like, 
force. she knows the force maybe she maybe right but the force how how do you how do you run a government based on your feeling because of the force you know it's not that's not like a a concrete thing that you can say i have proof you know like your feelings aren't proof even if it is the force right so i can understand why the new republic was the way they were right they don't want to be seen as the attackers they don't want to be like the empire where they attack first right in order to control right i, I get it i understand why the new republic is the way it is but I also understand why Leia did what she did by forming the resistance. It's, but it's interesting for me. I'm, I'm a you know very liberal, very progressive person. I'm kind of a peacenik. You know, I, I I don't like war. Who does? Nobody likes war. But I think that the United States has been involved in way more wars than we needed to be involved in. Um, so I guess it's interesting for me to be rooting for the resistance because what they're doing is sort of like what George W. Bush did. And I was not a fan of George W. Bush. So, but the first order is different, you know, and also, Hey, fictional universe, I can root for the good guys and root against the bad guys in a fictional universe. Right. And not worry too much about it. Anyway, in addition to this bit about Poe in the visual dictionary, uh, remember when I said that it would be cool if Poe had an adventure with his mom, Shara Bay? And we know how awesome she is from Shattered Empire, right? She is awesome. Yeah. So we were talking yes. about... <laughs> yes. So we were talking about the Poe comic book that's coming out, the series that's coming out uh, April 6th is the first issue. And we were saying, like, how fun would it be if he teamed up with Shara Bay on a, on a cool adventure? But I had not read Before the Awakening yet. And now I have. And I got some sad news. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. No. Shara Bay, Poe's mom, died six years after the Battle of Endor. Why? So Poe was only, like, six years old. It doesn't say how she does. It just said that she died when he was, when he was about six or seven. That's sad. It is sad. Yeah. She was awesome. She was awesome. Mm -hmm. She probably died in a battle. I don't know. They were living on Yavin 4, right? Yeah. You know, I don't think she was really active in a battle. It didn't sound like it from that story. It sounded like Poe had a pretty peaceful childhood. You know, she would take him up and fly with him every now and then. And he would fly with her in whatever ship they had. So he learned how to fly, like, on her lap, basically. Which is really such a heartwarming thing to hear. And he's following in her footsteps, you know? He's honoring her memory by fighting against the, the evil, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure there's a story there about how she died, and I hope we do get to see that at some point. Yeah. Well, with that sad news, let's move on to a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> So our joke today is from Liam. Liam, tell your joke. It's my turn. What do you call a candy club member that likes baby bears and candy? What do you I call? Don't know. I don't know. What do you call a candy club member that likes baby bears and candy? Candy cub. <laughs> candy cub. Candy cub. 
<laughs> That's actually cute. Like it's candy cub. Anna, can you say tell that to Candy Cub in your British voice? Tell that to Candy Cub. Tell that to Candy Cub. Bears don't like sugar. Tell that to Candy Cub. Oh, goodness. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, I think it is time for us to enter the hallowed halls of the Question and Answer Council. The Question and Answer Council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the Question and Answer Council. It's the Question and Answer Council. Okay, well, last week, Nick remember from London, had a couple questions, uh, but he didn't answer them himself. And he had listened to the show and he realized, oh, I need to give my answers. So we're going to talk about his answers to these questions. Uh, So one of the questions that he asked was who we think Ray's parents are. He said that he agrees with us that the most likely parents are probably Han and Leia. And he liked the theory that we read out about how that could work. He said, just one problem though. And the theory was that Kylo saved Rey, remember, and brought her to Jakku and, um, because he couldn't bring himself to kill her. He said, just one problem, Kylo Ren is kind of trying to slash Rey to bits with his lightsaber in The Force Awakens. And the theory suggests that he really loves her. Perhaps he has forgotten her? I think that he just probably, um, if that theory would be true, mm-hmm. I think that he just didn't recognize her. Oh, really? Maybe because mm. he didn't recognize because him. she worked with his dad. Interesting. And he hates his dad. Maybe. Maybe. See, I I feel like he does know who she is. Um, if this theory is true, that he would know who she is because he it seemed like he knew about some girl on Jakku. Maybe he right? couldn't bring himself to kill her at that time, but the dark side has taken over him too much that it just felt like he had to. But but I also think that he actually wasn't trying to slash her to bits. He was fighting her, but I don't think he was trying to kill her. In fact, he even told her, you need a teacher, right? Yeah. Right? So he wasn't trying to kill her. He was trying to say, you know, come with me. Right? He could have killed her. She wouldn't do that. I mean, he could have done that, uh, you know, back on Takadana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also needed her alive for other reasons. So, and Snoke says, bring her to me. So he's not going to disobey Snoke and kill her. He's trying to keep her alive. So he can bring her to Snoke. So, um, so yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a good point. It does seem like he, they're fighting pretty vigorously. So, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and then also talking about whether or not Finn will die in episode eight. That was the other question that he had for the question and answer council. And, and we said, all said, no. no, 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 no. And he, <laughs> thought, he thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, he said that he and his dad have a theory that Luke will not fight in episode eight and this is related to the idea that if finn dies something special will happen right so he and his dad say that luke will not fight in episode eight he said uh here's what he says he has retreated into using the force peacefully and the only thing that will lead him into battle against kylo ren is a big shock or death this may be c-3po r2 finn or even ray 
However, I do not think that the death of 3PO or R2 would stir Luke enough. And this saga, as Liam pointed out, is very much Rey's story. But Luke would still get attached enough to Finn that his death, Finn's death, possibly dramatically at the hands of Captain Phasma. Wow, I love how this kid theorizes. <laughs> it's great. Uh, would force Luke into a duel against Kylo, right? Like if, if Phasma somehow killed Finn, right, and Luke saw it, he would, he would finally say, okay, I'm going to fight, right? So he's saying that's why maybe they think that Finn might die, right? Mm-hmm. Finn, Finn dying would force Luke into battle. But then they're also saying that maybe Luke won't fight at all. And maybe that's what would happen if Finn doesn't die. So we're going to spin this off into a question for the question and answer council. Will Luke fight in episode eight? Anna. Um, I think that he will only fight while training Ray. Oh, you mean like fake fighting kind yes, of? Like training like, fighting? Like training fighting, yes. Oh, kind of like, I mean, we didn't even see Yoda do that in The Empire Strikes Back, but you can imagine that maybe he did mm-hmm. a little bit, so it'd be sort of like that, like just, like just in training. training. Just, just in training. training. Hmm, interesting. I don't think what Anna said. In <laughs> what Anna said? Yeah. Yeah? I, hmm, yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll save, like, Luke fighting for episode nine. Hmm. If, if he doesn't bite it in episode eight. Hmm. All right. Well, and then Nick has a Rogue One theory that we're also going to uh, ask a question about. He says that quite a few people have guessed it, but I think Boba Fett will be the main antagonist in Rogue One. I have literally zero threads for this, but it's an idea at least. I like that theory. (laughs) You like that one? Mm -hmm. I like that theory. Yeah. You know, I was just listening to uh, an episode of the Star Wars Report podcast, and they talked with Mark Newbold, who's another person from the UK, uh, and he said that at the New York Toy Fair, he got to see what the packaging's going to look like for Rogue One. And he said it was very interesting, and it tied all of the trilogies together. So could Boba Fett be the image on the Rogue One packaging? What do you mean? Could, How could it be the tie Well, Boba Fett's in the, the prequels, and he's in the original trilogy, and he might be, maybe, I don't know, in the sequel trilogy. We don't know. But at the very least, it's going to be, you know, a character who was in the prequels and the original trilogy. I guess. Um, honestly, I think if Boba Fett is in Rogue One, he might be working for the Rebels. Or he might be like a like a third party. He's not working for the Empire or the Rebels, but he's there doing some other stuff. Complicating things. You know? Mm-hmm. That would make me a little more excited about Rogue One. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I could see Boba because Fett in action. I love Boba Fett. Yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. I know yeah. you do, Leo. Thanks again, Nick, for that follow-up email. That was great. And uh, if, if you want to send us an email, forcechildren at gmail.com. We love emails. Love them. One more question for the question and answer council. Kind of a spin-off of Nick's question. If you could choose one pre-existing character... To be in Rogue One, who would it be? If you could choose one, who would you choose to be in Rogue One? I think I know Lando. I would choose Lando. Anna, you would choose Lando? Yeah, I would choose Lando. 
Wow. We do know he has some ties to the Rebellion and, at the time of Rogue One. And we also do know that he's a good pilot, so mm-hmm. that's another thing. Maybe we'll see the Battle of Tanab. Huh? That's the Battle of the Tanab. What the heck is the Battle of Tanab? The Battle of Tanab. Huh? Nah, never mind. It's <laughs> uh, from Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um, I would pick Chewie the Buckethead Smatcher. Chewie the Buckethead Smasher. And he would be smashing bucket heads, but and he but he would also use his crossbow a little. Mm-hmm. But mostly that would be more it, like Zab. Yeah, mostly he fighting would be slamming bucket heads. Take their helmets and throw them in their face. <laughs> and he go and and the bucket head goes flying in the wall. Boom. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, it's yeah. a thermal imploder. And it explodes. <laughs> a thermal imploder, spoken like a true battlefront junkie. All right, so I'm not so, junk, I'm not a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh okay. wow! So um, <laughs> let's see. Answer my own question. Um, I'm going to go with Ahsoka. Really? Yeah, because that would mean that she survives. Rebels. <laughs> Rebels. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe she could have a uh, an on-screen, on a movie screen death instead of a TV death. <laughs> because by the end of Rogue One, Leia has determined that Obi-Wan Kenobi is their only hope. I'm assuming that means by the end of that movie, if there were any Jedi living, any Force users active in the Rebellion, they have died. Or they have left the galaxy. Which, I mean, that would mean, you know, Ahsoka and Kanan and Ezra and... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they don't die, but but I think, you know, might not hurt to prepare ourselves for something like that happening. It might happen in a book after Rebels is done or something. I don't know if they'll actually do it on the show. Do you have a burning desire to answer any of these questions from the Question and Answer Council? If so, shoot us an email at forcechildren at gmail.com or send us a message at speakpipe.com slash children of the force. We'd love to hear what you think about any of the questions that we ask or anything else in the show. All right. Do you know what time it is? No. No, it's not time to end a regime that acquiesces to disorder. It's time for... Stump the lump! Alright, Anna and Liam, you're gonna try to stump the lump. Okay, Anna, what is the question? The question is what type of droid is the red droid that leads Han, Finn, Ray and BB-8 into Mos Kanata's castle. Well, he doesn't lead them in. He's walking out as they're walking in. Oh, right? well, that that droid. That droid. I don't know. I'm going to say a construction droid. A Javiel load lifter droid. Oh, a load lifter. Can I see that? What's that called? A jovial? A jovial load lifter droid all right congratulations you stumped the lump Woo! you're a big pile of lump <laughs> okay all right well uh before we go we got a shout out 
shout out to Kate, the creator of the podcast Nerd of Paradise. And uh, she was one time a special reporter for Children of the Force from the Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. So she fell behind in listening to our episode, so she dedicated a whole day last week to listening to us. That's and, awesome! <laughs> so she She's awesome! Up, <laughs> she caught up on all our podcasts. It was fun to see her reactions on Twitter to episodes that we recorded a while ago. Uh, she said she loved the idea of Jar Jar popping up and saying, how wooed to Luke because he wasn't taking the lightsaber. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> she, I love that one. Uh, she loved the episode that you guys did without me. And Anna, she thinks that you have a future in journalism. So that's cool. Yay! Yeah. Thank you! And she's a fan of our Stump the Lump segment. So there's one fan, at least, that likes Stump the Lump. I like Stump the Lump, personally. Yeah. I love Stump the Lump. It's yeah. awesome! Because it's us against you. Mm. And this time, you're a big pile of lump. And that's what I like. Yep, but sometimes we're the lump, because you get it right. Yeah, when we're I, the big pile of lump, which I also like, but I also like when Daddy's the big pile of lump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, there's going to be a pile of lump at the end of this episode. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for listening to episode 29 of Children of the Force. Next next time, next episode's episode 30. And I think we have something pretty special planned for episode 30. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going be to be cool. Let's just say it'll be uh, fun to listen to. And it might be a little annoying, too. <laughs> it might be a little annoying, too. True. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. We're at Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email is ForceChildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenforce.com. And if you want to send us a voicemail, like I said earlier, uh, just go to speakpipe.com slash children of the force. Leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. As Chancellor Palpatine would say, Do it! And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. And if you don't leave a good review, Sebulba will say, Poodoo! That's right. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Nia. And... May the force be with you! Oh, okay. Okay, stop. Okay. 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 I don't have a giggle, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> no, come on. No, Anna, you have to stop. Oh, you can't even breathe. Are you okay? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, 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 I have to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Seriously though, you got ten seconds. I'm gonna count to ten. One, two, three, four, five. Deep breath. Deep
Deep breath, six. Okay, I'm ready. Seven, okay, good. All right. Um, what is... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. 